This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. Welcome Welcome to another week of our podcast. Thank you for being here. We have the month of May busyness going on, as we've mentioned before. So we're bringing on some of our favorite people, our favorite friends, and we're just having what I have unofficially called catching up with our friends episodes. So what a unique name. It's really come at us for all your product naming needs. Yes, please come (laughs) at us for all your marketing miracle needs. So JK, JK McLeod, every time I say JK McLeod really fast, I always mess it up. I don't know what it is. I've done that every single time you're on. I'm like, JK, blah, 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 blah. JK McLeod. It's consistency. Is, yeah. It's cool. I guess I need to be it's like rubber baby bubby bumper before I buggy bumper. Red leather, yeah. yellow leather. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so didn't do my uh, word warmups for the newscaster auditions, but Thank you for coming back on the show because we're going to just catch up with our friends. And I'm so excited that you're here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when you reached out to see if I would come back on, I basically think it was like, well, yeah, why why wouldn't I? That's, well, I'm glad you feel yeah. that way. But our, when we were talking offline, I was like, you're, I'll do a, like an actual snippet on Instagram of your background. Your your gym just looks very organized, and every time I talk to you, I feel like that like something looks more organized. And you're like, well, this is the Instagram versus reality because if you turn the camera around, it's just a hot mess. But it looks great, so well done. I Whatever mean, you're doing, are you, you watching can, the yeah. home edit? <laughs> <laughs> no, that that is very interesting. You mentioned that my wife Emily is currently obsessed with that show. It's very funny you say that as there's like a red couch in the corner. Oh, and then like a I didn't even notice spe- that. Well, because you yeah, have it like covered. So. Anyway, we're, we're talking visual on a podcast. Like a whole, I know. But you've got I a know. good aesthetic, aesthetic going on. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I worked hard. And then I always have to comment on your t-shirts because you always wear a cool t-shirt. Yes. What is your indoorsy? You're not outdoorsy. Claire Claire would not wear that shirt. I'm like um, omnidorsy. I, I mm. like, like, like an omnivore, you know? I'm like both. Oh. I, I like being inside and outside. No, I definitely skew more toward the indoorsy. So this, yeah, this shirt, it just says indoorsy and it fits me to a T. I can't I remember. There? Yeah. Oh, ah. <laughs> I, know. I can't jokes. remember I if we, <laughs> if we've talked oh, about, if you're an introvert or extrovert, I am a diehard introvert. Hands okay. down. Yeah. Okay. I'm a diehard introvert. Um, just certain situations. I call it selective engagement. I would have guessed that about you. Maybe we have talked yeah. about this before. Because I think I we, like, yeah, I think yeah. we have. All right. Yeah. Okay. So enough of that. How are you? What's going on in your world? How are you doing first and foremost? Well, I appreciate you asking. I, I am doing well. I, I don't know that I, I have anything new, different and exciting going on in my world. So still doing the same. <laughs> no, for real. Still it's doing the same. It's kind of nice to not have any updates. Yeah, you know what? Let me let me walk that back just a little bit. I did just actually just um, yeah, gonna walk it out. Did just get back into town from seeing my parents in uh, in Alabama. So I'm located in Illinois. Got a chance to swing down to Birmingham, Alabama, spend some time with my family. So that's like the most recent, like fresh, just came back into town yesterday news. So it's the first time I've flown in a few years. Okay. And this was like, were you on a plane where everyone was throwing their masks in the air? Uh, Yeah, there was, there was like a little bit of the applause when the pilot was just announcing 
uh, what his expectations were essentially, okay. you know, he yeah. did the whole, like, Hey, just to kind of lay, give you the lay of the land, right. um, masks are no longer required. However, I do ask that you treat people who with respect who decide to still wear them like uh, on each flight that I took and I took one connect down. So four flights mm -hmm. over the past week and each flight, the pilot made it very clear, like, oh. Hey, let's like, let's treat each other with respect still and no judgment and we'll all be cool. I thought that was pretty solid of him to do. I'm flying to Mexico in a week and a half. And I'm like, I talked about this on the podcast a couple weeks ago that I don't think I'll ever get on a plane without a mask again. People's air is just gross. I don't want that stuff in my mouth. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I'm, I go kind of back and forth. I don't even know what to do with that. Like, um, I don't know what to say. Yeah. I don't know what to do with that. I would say if I had to use a percentage, I would say it was less than 10% as far as the masking goes. On who the, had like, one on? Who had one on? Who, who were wearing one. Yeah. And I would say oh. that the airport was about the same too. Oh, oh no. You know, so it just, you know, it's, do you have I an opinion about it? Different. This is all opinions, but like, do you, what is your take uh, on which part? Because there's a lot of moving parts in this masks, this issue. masks or no masks for myself or others for you. I'm being real specific. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Myself, no, I get it. Yes. For yourself. Situ situational to be very transparent, situational. So on a plane, how about on a plane, on a plane mask? Just curious. <laughs> yeah. And a big yeah. part that plays in that is the proximity to other people. And For then sure. I already have, you know, I'm a recovered asthmatic, but I still have like some issues here and there, sinus things here and there. And just, I just spent so much time growing up with like flying back and forth that I just know how, how germy that can be. So I'm, I'm completely down with, I have no problem with wearing a mask, even if we reach a point where COVID is a thing of the past. Yeah. Um, I think we've seen the benefits of, oh, especially those of us sure. with kids. For sure. like that. that is what I'm saying. Like, even if COVID had never been invented, I still would wish that people like masking on planes and in densely packed public areas is something that I wish had always been the norm. Now that we've done it for however many years. And like, as you guys are listening and JK, as you know, I have a six-year-old who's in kindergarten. And when he stopped wearing a mask at school, we all were sick for like the next six weeks, just like with crap that we hadn't had in years. And I'm not saying, you know, I know there's like implications to our immune system potentially, and there's like social implications. So I'm not saying that it's like a complete zero sum game, but man, it's really nice to not get colds. So yeah. we can just leave it at that. <laughs> we don't have yeah. to go too I mean, far into we, masking politics, but as we had discussed, um, I think at, at some point on one of my, I'm totally going to drop my cool points on one of my few appearances. Yeah. Um, many, appearances. you know, I, I think that what it comes down to is when you get engaged in that conversation, it's our, what issue are we talking about? Are we talking about the mask? Are we talking about, you feel like this is a freedom issue, different things like that. So for me, I, um, I tend to be completely fine with something that I feel like may give me a better chance at either not getting sick myself, not even just COVID, just in general, or potentially I'm around a lot of people day to day, me not getting someone else sick, especially because I was going to visit a family where the average family and family friends where the average age was over 60. So I just know as much as I move around and interact with people, if there's something I can do that is for me, zero inconvenience, like zero inconvenience. I'm a right. dude with glasses, a beard, 
and I somehow can make it fit. So I'm good. Yeah, I'll be you're good. You're be, you'll be I. Yeah. There's a lot to work with there. Yeah, yeah. 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 it is a you lot to work. A lot of facial I didn't variables. Even think about that. Like, so how is like just what does it feel so like? Joy's patting of, her face. Like, yeah, I'm like squishing my cheeks because I'm like, yeah. didn't, we're doing a lot of visual stuff never, here today. Yeah, maybe we should just release the for the first time on YouTube. We heard it here first. No, no. No, never. <laughs> are you are you having PTSD from like some of the former YouTube? People are like, episodes? when are you going to release your stuff on YouTube? I'm like, do you have any idea how hard it is to update the website, put out reels, write captions, respond to DMs, remember to send people the Calendly link without them having to ask 30 times for it. Shout out to Zach Anderson for not giving up on me. Like, I can't do that, let alone a YouTube it's a lot. To what do you think lot. I am? Just you know, time? we've always talked about like if we had an assistant, but then I'm just like that even feels like a lot of work. So and I don't we'd know. have to manage the assistant. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so much. Yeah, there's it's it's a tough life. You know? Anyway, and- we're talking about masks. <laughs> I'm talking about masks and okay. So aside from that, we don't have to go down that road. But I do want to ask you because I love your podcast. Help me understand because it really does challenge us to try to understand one another. I have a hard time, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but like I do have a hard time where it turns into this like the freedom thing versus there's a lot of people who could get really sick if we don't wear masks. So that's something that I have a hard time when I see people like, especially where parents are like influencing their kids where the kids are going to school and they're just like, no masks. It's like, oh, that just feels really icky to me. But there's people who will write us and be like, I I have a really life-threatening illness that if I get sick, I'm like really going to be sick still. Like COVID is not over for me. That's really hard for me to kind of think about when people were like throwing their mask in the air on planes where I'm like, ah, no, no. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I, I briefly, I briefly mentioned that I was visiting family. Some more context behind that is that my mom is in her early seventies and she is still working full time and she works in an extended care slash rehabilitation slash hospice facility. So I want to be as responsible as I can, because again, I don't know what I'm carrying. I have no idea. Just because I feel completely fine doesn't mean that I may not carry something. And again, I don't think it from my standpoint that this is something that's COVID specific. It's like, I was the kid who growing, growing up, I was the cool kid who always had a pocket pack of Kleenex in my back pocket. So yeah, that made me real cool. And so like your inhaler I, and your little like water Yeah, the Ventolin inhaler. Yeah, you bet. You bet. I I was always used to having like the sniffles and different things like that. And I just noticed that when I was in places where masks were required more and more often, I just noticed after reflecting after a few months, it's like, huh, I'm not walking around like sniffling all the time and things like that. And it does speak to the introvert in me that people do tend to at least kind of keep their distance a little bit more voluntarily versus I was the person way before masks would be like, would you would you mind just kind of moving back just a little bit for me? I try to do it in the nicest way possible, but personal space, like that, oh, that's personal a thing space is me. a big thing for you. Yeah, it it is. It's yeah. a it's a thing for me. I don't want to no. breathe your air. No, never have, never will. There was a guy, and I, I I get I have to watch myself sometimes because I'll get really adjacently confrontational. I was at Costco the other day, and a guy meaning like I don't I I will get confrontational, but not to a point where it's gonna I like get me kicked. Going, Joy's gonna I, get in a fight at Costco. Keep yes, I was in line at Costco at the pharmacy because they sell JT's like the best. Who knew they sell like vet things at Costco behind the counter, over the counter, whatever. So I was waiting in line to get these great shoes for JT, 
and just like waiting, waiting. And a guy behind me was so close to me. Like Scott was standing next to me. I looked up and I was like, that guy is standing way too close to me. And like, I know the guy could hear, but like things like that, I can't control it. I just, it flies out of my mouth. And it's like, I could easily turn around and be like, could you, but I just looked at Scott and I was just like, so so aggravated. I just love it. Yes. And it's like really the definition of being passive aggressive. It's 1000% passive aggressive. So and that's great. where I get worried sometimes. Like I will be the person that if I'm running on the road and a car gets too close to me, I will like do the hand gesture. Like what the fuck? Yeah. And I'm like, one of these days, Joy, you're going to get, and it's just, that's going to be my downfall. I think you're going to get smacked one day. Yeah. They're going to be yeah. like, yeah, I don't, I'm not very good at the passive aggressive thing. I just kind of say it. I don't then... know if you should be good at passive aggressive. I think <laughs> it's not a good thing. I don't think we should strive to be good at it. <laughs> Let me yeah, just be clear. I've, been, I've definitely received some coaching on that um, and feedback from mostly from my wife who was like, can you, can you not, you don't have to always say oh, what man. you're thinking. So I'm getting, I'm trying to get better at it um, these days. So well, in relationships, yeah. it's a different issue. Relationships, it's real easy to go passive aggressive as a default. <laughs> this, is, easy. this is very true. Very true. Okay. Speaking of passive aggressive, can we talk about Kanye? Oh, boy. Because you yeah. and I, I think everybody yeah. knows. I'm just going to say now that I don't ha- I'm just going to like step to the side this will just of be, the court for this conversation. Yeah, this will just be a moment. We've had, we've, JK and I have texted quite often about Kanye and his downfall. Yeah. It's a um, little- but Saga. I do want to talk about like just briefly because you watched the documentary series Genius. Okay, so just like give us a rundown in your thoughts around that whole situ- situation of what's going on with him. Yeah. So to provide context, as always, I think I've said before, it might be my favorite word. It's your favorite word, context. and we love you for it. It's always context. Yeah. We love to know exactly where you're coming from, and I think it's important. Because I feel like most people, um, especially within our age range, age adjacent, I like that word adjacent. I overuse it, but it's okay. It's okay. Just go with it. Have a particular either music artist or popular person that at some point they felt like, okay, this person's art or their, yeah, their art or their craft really speaks to me. And for me, Kanye West was that particular person. I was the guy that dropped out of college. I was the guy that felt like I always had like this different way of kind of thinking about things and and whatnot. In 2000 and, oh gosh, was it 04 or 08 when College Dropout came out? Whenever that album came out. I think it was out, 08. I feel like because it was, it was near okay. my, the year I got married. Okay. So in 2008, when that album came out, it's one of the first concerts that I had actually been to, like one of the first first hip hop concerts I had been to. Too. Fact check, 2004. Oh, four. Thank you. I can, okay. I'm going to be that. Really I can contribute. Look, I contributed. The stats person. Like the, yeah, I like it. So, oh, four. Yeah. Now I remember because I went to a concert in oh, four, another one in oh, eight, and then another one in 2013. At that time in 2004, very pivotal time in my life, pre first child, like everything, just really kind of f- trying to figure out like, who am I? What do I want to do with my life? That sort of a thing. And his music just really spoke to me. Over the years, just watching the evolution of not only his music, but also him as a personality and watching that change. It was something that just quite honestly, and I told you this when we were texting back and forth, when you were asking me, okay, so what do you think? And it, it, you probably wouldn't, 
would believe the number of people who reached out to me because they know I'm such a Kanye like fan who were like, Hey, what do you think? What do you think? And I was like, I haven't, I honestly haven't watched it because I'm not ready yet. So I sat down um, on actually traveling back over this past week. I finally watched it because I was like, no distractions. I'm just going to check this thing out. And the vantage point that it was told from, which for those who have not watched it, it's on Netflix and it's a three-part series. Each one, I think is two hours, right around two hours yeah, long. Yeah, it's pretty long. And yeah, and the director or the two guys that produced it, Kudi and Chike, mm-hmm. grew, basically grew up with Kanye. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. It's yeah. kind of amazing the footage they have. I mean, we're oh, talking like baby Kanye. Yeah, Sitting yeah, like in front way of his house back in the day. when he just was grow, Yeah, way back in the day. It's crazy, yeah. the footage. So long story short, the vantage point and the perspective that Cootie tells this documentary from, it's it hit so close to home for him to share his perspective and through his eyes, him watching the old Kanye to the ascension to when Kanye hit it big. And from my perspective, and I'm not giving away any details that everybody doesn't know, but basically hit a point where after doing Kanye's first video, being with him when he was literally just, you know, they were still calling him Cayenne and Kane and things like that to he hits it big. Where they're like, who are you? Yeah. It's crazy. When you see those clips where people are like, I'm sorry, what was your name? And it's like, Oh yeah. my God. It's, it's, yeah, it, it's crazy. It was nuts. But yeah. just being, being able to watch that whole thing. And then especially near the end, you can tell that it's very tough for him to continue to film this. And there's even points where he's turning the camera off and says, I can't, I can't do this. And kind of like getting kicked out and then brought back in. Overall, I thought it was super impactful. I think for those who have not really been kind of in that Kanye camp of like watching the evolution over the years and have only seen this past few years. Right. Kanye, and like his quote unquote downfall and the things that yeah. he's done. Yeah. I think, I think this would open a lot of eyes. I and I remember going to a Kanye show in 2013 or 2014 when he did the Yeezus tour in Chicago. I had a chance. This is after his mother had passed away. I got a chance to hang out with his cousins at that show. It was just a random twist of fate. I got invited to the show by um, one of his aunts. Even they at that show said, dude, he's just never been the same. Like he's never been the same. And you could see it like, oh, their relationship was like, his mom was rapping his songs. Like his mom knew his stuff word for word. So it was just a really tough thing for me to watch. And then now just to see some of the really, my opinion, abusive behavior like the verbally abusive behavior i think it's just tough it's just really tough to watch and it's so hard to separate the artist from the person because you kind of think like how much of this is actually life being imitated in in your art or vice Mm -hmm. versa you know yeah i think the thing that you and i talk a lot about like offline or just through text is kind of the you know you want to support him as an artist because it influenced you so much but to watch how, what a hard time he's having. It's the same thing. It's similar, not the same. Like when you see Britney and like what's going on with her. Now, granted, she I think she was a victim of a lot of really horrible things. But how much fame plays into that and how people's eyes on you at all time. Like I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. Same thing with Michael Jackson of like watching like th- that one, I think hit really hard for me because he his music shaped my childhood. I mean, Thriller was like life changing for me. I think a lot of people, you know, watching that video and then later you try to like marry the 
person of like the things that they did with the art that they created. So when he was starting to do all that very controversial stuff of supporting Trump and like wearing a Trump hat, like what was your what were your feelings when that was going on? I've never been that I can recall. So don't want to do revisionist history. But to my knowledge, I've never been one to get my political and political influence from anyone other than potentially my parents. And that's about it to be totally upfront with you. So I was not someone who felt like, you know, oh, okay, well, Kanye supports so-and-so. So that means I should. That, that though was a very clear sign to me. Okay. It's time to start like making it clear when somebody says like, oh, do you like Kanye? Yes. I love his music. Like I started noticing myself being very specific about what right. I liked and didn't like. Yeah. yeah. So that it didn't affect me as much, but I also think that one of those things is, yo, you've got to understand that when you, a lot of the creative geniuses out there are a little quirky and a little weird yeah so it's true that's i feel like that i mean not that i know them personally but i think you have to be (laughs) in order to be in that world i think you have to be in order to be in that world yeah um anyway okay i'm glad we covered kanye i feel like we could probably do an entire series about that documentary but it was great i think i do recommend people watch it creatively culturally human behavior it's really good thing Let's take a quick break and talk about our favorite sponsors, Ned, the makers of our favorite CBD products. This month, Ned would like you to improve your sleep. We love the sleep blend. We love the mellow magnesium. One of the best products that they have is their sleep blend. Claire and I talk about it all the time. It really does help your sleep. So if you want to tackle any of your sleep problems, get on the Ned train. Their products are third-party tested, full transparency. You can go on their website and see everything from where the farmer lives to how they third-party test their products. And everything comes with a money-back guarantee. You can support the podcast by supporting our great sponsor, Ned, by going to helloned.com forward slash joy or enter code joy at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash joy to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. Okay, now it's my turn to talk to JK. Uh, we did not plan on taking turns, but I really don't have anything to say about Kanye, except that I really liked the song Gold Digger, and that now concludes my experiences with Great. Kanye. And I danced to a lot, at a lot of bars in college. So there you go. <laughs> so... One of the things that I talked about on a recent episode was that you've been heckling me about waking up early in the mornings and you fired back that one person's heckle is another person's support, which I, to be clear, I do feel supported slash heckled, like supported in like a big brother heckling sort of way where you're like, he's doing okay. it out of love. You had also recently mentioned that you were going to think about starting running, even though you didn't consider yourself to be a runner. Similarly to how I've started working out early, even though I don't consider myself to be a morning person, I offered that being in denial about your, about your personality traits actually really helps manage expectations. I wanted to talk to you about how these like limiting beliefs we have about ourselves or not even limiting, but these beliefs we have about ourselves that we might not even realize are limiting moving through those. Because I will also say, I will say like the morning thing, I was almost nervous to be posting about that all the time. Cause I was like, Oh, people are going to think I like, am like, I have You're made like, this big one deal of out of not being a morning person. And now here I am working on the morning or like, if I were to start running, like I've made this huge deal out of not being a runner. And like, what if I were to start running? I'm sure I build that up way more in my head than anyone else does. Everyone else is like, Oh, Claire's waking up, move on with my day. And I'm just curious, like how does that truly show up for you for running? Does that show up for you in other areas? Like where, how are we sabotaging ourselves here? Well, first of all, 
Um, I do appreciate the fact that you at least entertain my heckling. It is truly meant to be support. So I, um, I do love is, it because, you know, I think back to the time when I myself transitioned into training in the morning. I was not always a morning person. I actually, when I first started going to the gym on a regular basis, voluntarily, it was usually around eight or eight 30 in the morning after I dropped my daughter off from daycare and, um, I would go to the gym and then start, start searching for a job because I had been let go from a job. So going to the gym even was just something that was new to me and talk about like limiting beliefs and self-sabotage. I, for, I mean, that was at the age of 30 or 31. So prior to that, I had not like on purpose stepped into a gym at all. And I think that I, all the time I would make fun. Uh, quite honestly, I made fun of people who were always all about like, let's go to the gym five days a week or six days a week or whatever they were doing. And a lot of it was around the story that I told myself because of my battles with asthma. And I felt like, well, I can't do, I can't do that. And you know, that sort of a thing. So part of it is just me projecting my own issues on you. So thank you for at least handling that for me. We all do it. I appreciate yes. that. Yeah. Um, but I think, but I think, um, uh, going back to just the original topic, you know, I, myself, I definitely, I, I've never identified myself as a runner. It's not something that I've ever really been into. And I also know that there are benefits to it. And I did mention after listening to your episode with coach Klutz, that's what I, yeah. I think that's mm -hmm. how she, what she goes by. Right. Okay. Kelly Lutz. So, Coaching yeah. Klutz, yeah. So it was really interesting that that episode came out right at the time that the sign-up period for a running challenge at my gym was about to close. And there's a few different tracks. You can do what's called like the Modest Mile or some sort of 5K thing or something else. I don't even know the names of the other two because I was like Modest Mile all the way. Like that's my, that's my program. My normal routine is I pop on your podcast on Thursday mornings, usually around like 4 a.m. or so on my way into the gym. And I listen to it that morning. And then I'll be straight up. The tipping point was that the gym advertised this really cool t-shirt that came if you sign up. So I was like, well, that's you just love a, a t-shirt. Yeah, you I love, do a, love t -shirt. a good t-shirt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that really from my perspective, we, I think we identify or we say these things that we could never be, or I know I'm never going to do that because, and I'll, let me say, I, I have noticed that when I do that, it's because I have some particular image of what that thing is supposed to be. So for example, if it was like the morning person, oh, okay. So that means that I have to be super happy about getting up in the morning to work out. That means that I'm going like, quote unquote, beast mode in the morning. And I'm just going like balls to the wall. And I'm, you know, like, I'm just going crazy and I'm doing these crazy workouts when it could be, you know what I get up, I work out for about 20 minutes. Um, and <laughs> I can't, I can't play that off. I'm sorry. Sorry, I just, <laughs> no I, I hit off. my, I was like sorry. trying to lean in and interestingly, <laughs> interestedly, and then said I hit my head on my microphone. <laughs> Nothing will ever beat the kneading dough though. That will never oh be talked. Guys, here's my problem. And then we'll come back to what you're saying because it was very important. I have no poker face, none whatsoever on anything that I ever do in my life. Like even like if I'm at the hairstylist and she's like combing my hair and it hits a little snag, I make this face and she's like, are you okay? Like you're acting like you just ripped out half your head of hair. I'm like, no, I just, I can't control it. Very reactive. My face just does this without my permission. You don't hide okay. your emotions. Yeah. I don't hide my emotions, but it's not even normally emotion. It's normally just like reaction. The facial version of me being like ah! all the time. <laughs> Good to know. 
Yeah. So, so go on. on it's not you. So it's on that note, yeah, on that note, I think that there's a bit of that kind of perfectionist all or nothing piece that trickles into the story that I've told myself and in working with quite a few clients uh, where we've kind of broken through some of the self-limiting beliefs that they have, they've had a very common theme that I tend to see in myself and in others is that we're usually have this picture of, well, if I'm a morning person or if I'm a runner or if I'm somebody who's, you know, insert whatever label you want to here. It's because it's based on, you know, as growing up, what we saw as like, okay, this is the picture of that. And then I think now when you bring social media into it too, it's like, well, I don't, I remember even having that feeling kind of, it definitely goes into that imposter syndrome piece before I was able to switch to putting coach in my Instagram name. You know what I mean? Because I, in my head, I'm thinking like all of these other people that I've followed that are light years ahead from a knowledge standpoint. And I remember being like, oh, this is a really big move. I'm going to put coach in front of my Instagram handle. So that's that's my, my opinion on it is I think a lot of it has to do with the story we tell ourselves about what someone who identifies as this does. And it's usually based on not the reality for the majority of people. I think that's really true. And I think like for me, that's why I've been trying to be maybe overly hammering home the point to people that like, hey, I don't actually like getting up in the morning. I am not, you know, there's not some magical transformation that's taken place. I just don't have a better option. And so you don't have to like be a morning person. You don't, your eyes don't have to spring open and like with birds chirping to get you dressed in the morning. Like that I think is, that's the vision I have of morning people is like joy who wakes up and is like, yeah, I'm up and I'm drinking my tea and I'm listening to my podcast and walking my dog. And like, it doesn't matter what else is going on. You know what? I always joke that when joy and I go on trips together, I wake up and I check our Instagram stories to find out where joy is because it'll be like, she's on the pier on a run or something. And I'm like, where's joy? Oh, she's on the Santa Monica pier. Cool. I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. It's, that's true, literally like, how I do it. She doesn't and, have to text me. She'll like, I'm just check my stories. That's like our GPS. My system. own Instagram stories. Yeah. But I, and then I have that same, definitely that same belief about running that like thought in recently about like, oh, I, sh- I want to try, try trail running or I want to try a race. I'm like, oh, but what are, what are people going to think? Are they going to think like, oh, you could, you know, why would you do that? You're not a runner. And I'm going to get out there and have to like walk half the way. And you know, that's not what runners do. And I'm not going to, I don't have this like innate love for it. I'm not just going to be out there. Like, I don't think I've ever experienced a runner's high. I think it, I, I, I'm saying this, I'm just putting this out there. I think people who say they love being pregnant are lying. And I think that a runner's myth, that the runner's high is a myth. Those are my two things that I don't think are real. You're just straight, just going to choose violence right now. Those are my, that's, those are the two flags in the sand that I'm willing to just plant. No one likes being pregnant and no one actually gets a runner's high. Like it's like that guy who's on campus with like the, the, prove me wrong sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I just, you. it's me. I think it's a fair argument. Things. It's a fair argument. It's the same thing. That, like I feel the same way about people who are like, I married my best friend. <laughs> it's the same way. I'm like, no, you are didn't. they still your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, oh, I'm, I'm like, I don't think anyone is married to their best friend. Oh. Prove me wrong. <laughs> Boy. Well, I think I, I, something else that comes to mind in this particular conversation is that what can be a challenge too, though, is sometimes you start this thing and you're really like hard and heavy after it for a while, just because say right now you are four to five days a week getting up and getting into the gym and getting 
getting the workout done, that doesn't necessarily establish what the benchmark or the baseline, I guess, has to be every single week. And I think that that's something that's really important too. It goes back to that piece of consistency. And I've talked about it here and other places before, like consistency is different from season to season. So um, very often I will have folks who maybe start something that's new for a while. And then, you know, I'm not trying to be like the the Daryl Downer here, but they hit a point. Yeah. I figure, you know, it's been Debbie for so long and poor Debbie, she gets a bed. Yeah. Yeah. My my wife has an aunt named Debbie and, you know, it's just, you know, all Debbie's aren't bad. So Daryl, if there's a Daryl, sorry, buddy, but that's fine. But I think that there will come a point where there's a season, maybe it's weeks, maybe it's months where four to five days a week is not something that fits into the schedule. That doesn't mean that all of a sudden you've become inconsistent. And I think that that's what I try to really encourage people is once they've made that move to do something new, let's like talk about what you're putting in place to keep that happening and then realize that consistency is not necessarily going to be a number. It's about you trying to do what you can more often than not. I love that you said that about consistency because I've experienced that a lot in even sort of like short-term seasons recently where for a month, I'll be able to work out every day. And then for two months, it'll be more like once a week. And then for two weeks, I'll be back in the gym every day. And what I have learned along the way is that like sometimes actually making it to the gym once a week is a lot more effort than making it to the gym every day in certain seasons. Really, the the only constant I can hold is the amount of effort I'm willing to put towards it. That amount of effort, given whatever the the other the millions of other factors are in my life and in my schedule and in the world around me, will either express itself as getting to the gym at five o'clock in the morning, five days a week, or it'll express itself as getting to the gym one Saturday a month because that's all I could fit in. That is still this, you know, like I'm not gonna go past that level of effort. Not to say that I couldn't, but it would be at the detriment of other things that I value. And that's kind of what I finally have realized is like if I push that dial too much for further up just to maintain this habit for the sake of habit, like it's not worth it. We're almost out of time, but I want to do a few quick love it or leave it's with you. I just am excited to hear your take on some of these things. Fire, rapid, rapid fire. fire. Rapid okay. fire. Okay. Well, you had some great rapid fire ideas. Let's start with these. Currently obsessed with fill in the blank TV series. Oh my gosh. I'm currently obsessed with Selling Sunset, their latest season and married at first sight, but it's okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Continue. that show is such a train wreck. Oh, it's so bad. It's, it's so bad, but like the perfect checkout. I need checkout. I need to check out. Turn the brain off. Okay, go. Yeah, my current obsession, which I uh, they just had the last episode of the season. It's a show called, it, it's a spinoff of the Power series on Stars, and it's called Force, Power Force. So anybody who's into the Power series, it's a 50 cent production that I, I was a big fan of The Wire. If you love The Wire, you will dig Power, and then they've had three, three or four spinoffs now. So Power, Force, that show. It's okay. and it is definitely not safe for work, kids, or anything. Okay, but great. Watch warned. the headphones on. I don't have one. I don't. The last series that I watched was Boba Fett, and the, that the last episode of that was. But like you're February. not obsessed with anything at all. TV show wise. Oh, I was going to say like anything. So currently obsessed with the the prompt was TV series. Oh, I thought it was just obsessed with blank. Oh. Okay. No, I don't have a TV series okay. I'm obsessed with because All I right. don't watch TV. Currently obsessed with what activity, what is, is there an activity you're currently obsessed with? Well, I have, I have to, I have a race coming up. So I'm obsessed with training for that. Walking. Okay. Oh, I'm so obs- yeah. So obsessed with walking right now. Okay. Hot take. Mine is not drowning, AKA surfing, which I'm going to go do Yay. really soon. <laughs> By the time you guys hear this, I will have already done it and hopefully not drowned. So oh, that's, more to that's come. right. The renegade rose. That's yes, what ren- so many renegade rose. 
so many, um, this program I'm doing has so many dumbbell flies. Oh, yeah. perfect. I know for surfing though. I feel like it is actually pretty perfect. And then yeah. today I had to do a bunch of, um, frog pump squats, which I'm about to do a reel of like the <gasps> most awkward moves to do in a public gym when surrounded so, by 60 year old men. Yes, do it. Oh my God. So frog awkward. Can I, squats, can I like, let you know that those are the awkwardness is not gender specific. Got because it. I, as Universally who, awkward. Yeah. I hip thrust and, and glute bridge a lot. And yeah, I have to, that's why I usually don't have my glasses on. I have the hat down over my head because I can't make eye contact. <laughs> yeah. If no one can see, if you can't see anyone else, they can't see you while yeah. you're hip thrusting. That logic checks out. Yep. Um, okay. Love it or leave it. Working out in the morning. Oh, love it. Love it. I'm, I wish I could leave it, but I have to love it. Don't, um, don't deny your destiny. I know. <laughs> don't deny your destiny. Air fryers. I love it. I'm a big fan of air fryers. I leave it because I don't use it. <laughs> Joy doesn't cook. Uh, I, cook. <laughs> I love the air fryer. I love it. Wine slushies slash other adult slushy drinks. I love it. Leave it. Blah. Leave it. I actually don't drink. So that's an okay, easy one for me. <laughs> I know. And I still maintain my sanity. It's kind of crazy. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Everything bagel seasoning. Love it. Everything oh. bagel. You know, if I used it, I have it in my house and I'm, it really is delicious, but I really don't like cook or have any reason. You kind of forget it. about it. I forget about it. Yeah. Oh, I put on everything. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a leave it guy on that. If I'm putting anything on a bagel, it's cream cheese, just Fair legit enough. plain cream. But cheese. no, this is the thing is it makes you everything else taste Tastes like an everything better. bagel. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, okay. He disagrees. he disagrees. He disagrees. Yeah. Um, athleisure in the workplace. Oh man, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to have to leave it in person workplace. Leave it in person. I was workplace. at work the other day and I work in a very big building full of people who are just coming back to work and a lot of young people. <laughs> and I was standing in line and this guy is in like cut off sweat shorts. And I was like, you are getting paid to be here, sir. Put on a pant. I will surprisingly, I think to some people, I have to say, leave it because just because you can, doesn't mean you always should. Yes. Because you can, doesn't mean you should. Yes. I just, I have some beliefs about that are maybe antiquated and maybe these are, we're like all dating ourselves here, but I just think if you're getting paid to be somewhere, you should put on an outfit of like, just make me think that this isn't the first thing that was on the floor when you woke up. (laughs) Exactly. I also like feel I, this iron your athleisure. Yeah, sure. If you want to walk in and iron, if you're coming into the to the office in like Gucci sweatpants, fine. Those have been hanging in your closet. I accept. If you're walking in in something that you easily could have slept in, get out of here with that. I also feel very strongly about this with exposed toes in the workplace. If there's like one percent of people who can do this correctly, and most of them, I don't want to see your hairy toes. I just don't. Just put on a shoe. You're getting paid to be here. Now, these are my things. The, this is such a, a controversial topic, especially because you know the new Abercrombie documentary just came out. Or you probably oh, don't I know that. I can't wait yeah. to watch that. I Why can't wait can to you watch not it. wear flip flops at Abercrombie? Well, they were just no. So, there's a whole look. There's book. a whole. Like, oh, I did know about the. Yes. Look. I have a friend who worked at Abercrombie in like 2002. Yeah, they and would like, like rank people on their looks and like. Yeah. Did you really? I can. Did, I can many polos did you wear at one time? Uh, well, keep in mind, I was also a massive Kanye West fan. So I've done the double polo, black and pink. Yeah. yeah. Of course you uh, have. But yes, I did. Uh, that was my first job in college, actually. Wow. In college. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like there, anytime I see these like 2000s parties that I've seen cropping up, first of all, I don't know how old that makes you feel. It makes me feel real old, but not like almost no one is wearing a double to quadruple popped collar polo. Like, I'm sorry, you were not at a party in 2004 if somebody didn't no. have at least four polos on. With the front tuck. 
and the the studded belt. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I never, yeah, I didn't do studded belt. I did do, I did do the front tuck and, and whatnot. I don't know how I got hired there, but I did. So, well, it's because you're dashingly good looking and smell of I don't, $40 I don't know. cologne. That you did cologne. have to use, that's a legit thing. You had to use half a bottle the first like few hours of the day. You had to spray, spray, spray until you got through half a bottle. Yeah. Honestly, no that wonder. cologne is like a core memory for me. Oh my gosh. Every time you walk by the store, you're like going to pass out. I'm like yeah. transported to like I'm the like, eighth grade formal. I'm immediately drunk from the alcohol in the air. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. All right, guys, we got to wrap up. JK, thank yeah. you so much for joining thank us. You. It's been so great. Where can our listeners find you? Easiest place is on Instagram at Coach JK because I'm okay putting Coach in my handle now. Coach JK underscore the muscle feed. Awesome. Thank you so much. Listeners, you can find us at Joy and Claire underscore. Go check out our new website, joyandclaire.com. Don't forget to support our sponsor, helloned.com forward slash joy, H E L L O N E D.com forward slash joy or discount code joy at checkout. Get your sleep dialed. Use those cannabinoids. You know you love them. Thank you guys for joining us and we will talk to you next week. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye.